This is Nerd Podcast Radio, brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash nerdpodcastradio. We use the support of our patrons to bring you the best show we can. We also reward our patrons with bonus audio each week. If you would like to contact us, the best way to do that is our Nerd Podcast Radio Facebook page, where we share nerdy stuff and talk to our listeners. You can also reach us at brian.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, mike.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com, erica.nerdpodcastradio at, you guessed it, gmail.com. It's not at, you guessed it, it's erica.nerdpodcastradio at gmail.com and anthony. it's a joke anthony doesn't have an email address you can also reach us on twitter at SuperVeganBrian, at NerdcasterMike, at CurseySmurfErica, and of course, at NerdcastRadio. Thanks for listening, everyone. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio, your nerd home away from home. Good morning and welcome to Nerd Podcast Radio. It's morning for us. It might not be morning for you. This is Super Vegan Brian, your host this morning, and I am joined by a gaggle of people. I'm, of course, joined by co-hosts Hindu Anthony. What's up, Buttercup? And Kersey Smurf Erica. Hola! I am hosting this morning because Special Mikey could not be here this morning because all of the clones that we made are on strike they are trying to gather celestial blood to be able to resurrect the original Michael, who they have elevated to godhood. See, I told you we just needed to rip that programming out. It, You know, I, I thought it was really important to give them religion. I just didn't know how bad it was going to get. Religion always equals bad things. <laughs> oh, Zing. my God. Nerd Podcast Radio. Religion always equals bad things. <laughs> <laughs> well, you get the zealots and, you know, shit just goes down. That's all Let's I'm saying. Let's put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good shirt to sell. Religion so, always leads <laughs> bad things. We are joined by two guests this morning. So there are five of us on the call. Um, first, I would like to introduce um, a very good friend of mine from the... Mega Coven Supernatural chat group, Kelly, future owner of a Loki cape. Hey, Kelly. <laughs> Good morning, or afternoon where I am. And we um, are also joined by Mark Magro, host, co-host of Dinosaur Machines Video Game Club podcast. Welcome, Mark. Hey, hey. thanks for having me. Um, first off, Kelly, tell us a little about yourself. I am from Cleveland, Ohio. I have been uh, friends with Brian exactly a year, as Facebook told us today. So that's exciting. It's a good way to celebrate our anniversary. I think we knew each other before we were friends on Facebook because we were in the chat room. I think so, but we'll go for posterity's sake. We'll say it's today. It's one year today. I actually think it's pretty much Ohio. What? Are you still in Ohio? Yes. I live in a suburb of Cleveland, and I've been here my entire life. Wow. Yes. Very cold. I have a friend in the same state. <laughs> it's a good state. Yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric is in Dayton. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like Ohio is shaped like a diaper. Thanks. That is a weird, weird way to explain the shape of a state. It looks like a diaper. <laughs> Depends on your audience. You know, Italy looks like a boot. Ohio yeah. looks like a diaper. A little bit. It's a little tight, a little snug. California looks like a really big New Jersey. <laughs> it does. I've never thought about it like that. 
That's what I've always thought about. I think California should be two states. Two states? Oh, yeah. Northern California and Southern California are completely fucking different. I feel oh. like it needs to be broken up. Well, this speaking of that, is going on right now. Yeah, there's actually there's actually a petition right now to split California, but not by north and south. What? But where are they thinking about splitting it? In uh, a basically east way. and west. Basically east Dang. and west. They want to split it by the by the um like the conservative Republicans and the liberal Democrats. That's how they want to no, split no, it. It it That's stupid. Officially, they're trying to split it by city and rural. Oh yeah, that's what. It, yeah, yeah. So that's like, a dumb idea. Yeah, so it'll be rural California and city California will be two different splits. Um, obviously, there will be political differences between those two groups, you know. But yeah, so it'll basically be East California and West California splitting. I don't like that. It. That that will never happen. California by itself, no other states included, is the sixth largest economy in the fucking world. That that will never happen. That's what, bullshit. What the thing about it is, is the people who are trying to make this split don't understand where their food comes from. Mm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, ignorance is bliss until it bites you in the ass, so whatever. Uh, Mark, please tell us a bit about yourself, your podcast, and um, what makes you nerdy. Oh, boy. That's a big, that's a, that's a loaded question. Um, uh, yeah, I am co-host of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. It's a fun phrase to put all together. Uh, each and every other week, not each every week, we uh, do like a book club style uh, discussion about a game. Uh, we also have a YouTube channel under the same name where we kind of just be goofy and play games. Um, by day, I'm a middle school teacher, eighth grade. Um, and I'm nerdy because... Oh, poor man. Oh, yeah. Well, it's a, it's, it it's takes... Like the- it's like the worst. Like half the kids are still kids and the other half think they're like adults and they're just assholes. That, that's, that's shitty. I won't go that far, but I will say it is not easy. <laughs> um, well, you can't say that, but I can. Exactly. That's why I'm going to keep firm. And if any of my students are listening, I did not say that about you. It was another person. <laughs> and um, why are you listening to this podcast? You're not old And why are you listening to this language? Podcast, you should be doing your homework and engaging in extracurriculars. Um, I'm really, as the podcast would indicate, very into video games. Uh, it's been a cornerstone of my life. Um, also really into reading YA books. I was lucky enough to write uh, one back in 2015 called Servicing, out now, available at BNN and Amazon and your local bookstore. Oh, what, shameless what's plug. the age group for it? Um, probably, I would say, older, middle grade to high school. Like It's pretty tame. It's a sci-fi book about uh, two kids who grow up underground, and they think they're there because there's been a nuclear war, and they're learning to be scientists to go back up to the surface and kind of help fix things. But what they do learn is that it's not why they're down there. Dun dun dun. Are you? It's kind of like a, your, Amelia will your, love that. Yeah. Are you basing your age on? Are you basing your age on how hard the book is to read, or on content? Uh, a little bit of both, okay. I would say. Like it's got, it's definitely like language and sexual teams is very light, but there's some dark concepts going on and. I like to think of it as kind of like a hybrid between uh, two two favorite games of my Portal and Bioshock, kind of like two big influences for me. So yeah, I, I enjoyed it. So like, I, I is there like good. like sexy stuff in it? Not really. I would say there's one line in particular that's a little sexy, and I always feel squeamish about it whenever someone brings it up. I'm like, oh, I wonder if they thought about that line. What's the line? It's um, something along the lines is, um, what is that? I had. Uh, what is it? It's, it's basically like a reference to a wet dream. It's like I had a, 
sweaty dream, but it wasn't the sexy kind last night. And I'm always just like, oh, saying that in front of an eighth grader is kind of icky, but whatever. <laughs> okay, well, I think that's pretty tame. I think Amelia could handle that. She loves, part. she loves like fallout into the world stuff. I don't know why. Mm. So She I probably think... sees it coming. Oh, God, probably. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We have brought this gaggle of people together this morning to talk about nerdy parenting. We have a diverse demographic of guests and hosts with experience with this this morning. But first... But first, we're going to play everyone's favorite game, What's Nerdy With You? Where each person describes the nerdiest thing they did this week. We vote based on a widget system developed by Mike Myler. And... Everybody gets, so they get five of us, so six widgets today to give to whomever they think did the nerdiest thing. And we are going to start with Kelly. Kelly, what was the nerdiest thing you did this week? I have started reading Felicia Day's book. Uh, I love Felicia Day. She's, she is my queen and I I bow down to her. And uh, (laughs) I was reading it at work and I used a bookmark of something we got at work that says you're better than unicorns and sparkles combined and so i tweeted her the picture of the bookmark on her book and she liked it and tweeted back to me in all capitals of screaming on the internet love this uh, i i went and i i showed every single person in my office uh the tweet and they didn't know what i was talking about and uh I, I died of, of pure happiness and joy. So I'm, I'm joining you as a ghost today. Nice. <laughs> That's hilarious. You are slipping in and out of the veil. Yes. That's kind of like my husband tweeted at Mark Hamill like a couple weeks ago. And Mark Hamill liked it. And he like for like a week, Mark Hamill liked my tweet. It was hilarious. Isn't that frustrating though sometimes if you when you have like a great interaction on Twitter like that, but there's only some people who will really appreciate it and you're just like searching for them. It's like he's Luke Skywalker. Do you understand that? Exactly, exactly. You know, you can be like, Oh, Mark Hamill liked my tweet. Who the who who? Who? Luke Skywalker. Oh, you know, yeah, no, I get it. So but he was very happy. So I totally get it. I understand where you are coming from, Kelly. <laughs> It, it's nice to be understood because the, the looks on people's faces, not well, quite I follow Felicia day. I really like her. So she's, she's really funny. That's fantastic. Kelly, Mark, what was nerdy with you this week? I think this is nerdy. I'm going to go with this one. So like, I like reading a lot. And so one of my favorite things is Goodreads the website. If, if you're unfamiliar with it, it's basically just like an online shelf where you can rate your books and put how long it took you to read them. So you, and you can put little tags on them for categories. I always wanted something like that for video games. And I was, but I was always kind of held. It's like, I've been playing games for so long. Like, am I going to really start something? Like, and I have to put in every, because if you're going to do that, you got to go all in. And this week I finally broke down and I started an account on the websites called Groovy, G-R-O-U-V-E-E, two E's, um, which is basically works just like uh, Goodreads, but for video games. And I put in how many hours at this point? It's probably like seven or eight of just going through my games that I've always played like throughout my entire life, giving them a rating, putting the dates I played them, how long I played them, what type of game they are, for the satisfaction of no one but myself that I have this little database that I can keep track of everything I played. That I thought that's was pretty nerdy. That's really cool. That, that's awesome. It's so time-consuming, though. And literally, what, who's going to look at it? No one but me. <laughs> uh, no, that's not true. I would look at something like that. I love video games. I am always, like, 
looking for a new game to play and I, I, I like feedback. I don't just, if you go mm. off like ads and shit, like you always get like duped into buying something shitty. So like when somebody's like, I bought this game, it was really great. I'm like, well, then I think I will also buy that game and try it. The word that, of mouth. Yeah, the word of mouth is how I look at games. All right, so maybe there's more of a community than I'm unaware of. Like, I usually don't connect with people like that. It's just for me, it's like, I love, like, I always complain if I have, like, a, a game in my PlayStation that I need to swap out. I'm like, I gotta get up and change it. But, like, I don't want to buy digital games because I like games on my shelf that I can look at. Mm. And it's like, it's all there. So, like, this is just the digital version of it. I prefer... Uh, digital games to discs because everyone should. Uh, well, because my kids can't destroy them if I just download them whenever I want to play them. <laughs> so, mm, good call. You know, you know. So, Anthony, what was nerdy with you this week? Well, first off, right now in the background, baby is very unhappy. So if you hear screaming, that's him. My nerdy thing happened last night. I finally played my first LARP game, uh, live action role play as a vampire in the Vampire uh, Requiem game. So. Uh, me, Go on. my girlfriend, and some friends went to City Hall in L.A., and we pretended to be a vampire for about five hours. Oh, I didn't know about the location. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we oh, fuck, it was so cold. So Can I cold. ask a follow-up I'm, I'm sorry, question? did you say cold? <laughs> cold, yes, it was freezing cold last night. Vampires was it like 50 degrees? Uh, I think it got down to like 40-ish. Mm, <laughs> I know, I know. Mm-hmm. It's been like negatives all week here. And, like the last two days, it finally warmed up to where shit would melt. Yeah, but I bet you didn't go outside at night and pretend to be a vampire. <laughs> no, because I'm not stupid. How does one <laughs> pretend to be a vampire? Well, um, well, we all dressed up in costume. And uh, for this particular game, it's really like kind of everyone's all doing like political scheming stuff. So really, it's like. You're you're kind of just pretending to be a person doing political schemey stuff with like little bits of magic here and there. And I would like to clarify my statement. I'm not saying you're LARPing with stupid. I don't think that at all. I think doing something outside when it's cold for no reason is stupid. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Especially when it's not cold and you're a pussy. (laughs) (laughs) Ouch. Oh, Brian. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun. Um, I won't go into the like crazy details of this. I did tell some of the guests this before the show, but uh, first game, my character just loses citizenship in the city, just like first game. So he he comes in, he comes in, he's re- he's recognized by the city. End of game, no longer recognized, no longer a citizen. It's like okay, that was an interesting turn of events. So what'd you have to do then? Were you have to actually leave the area because you were now no longer a citizen? Stay. I'm allowed to stay. Just there's no consequences to any other player who does terrible things to my character. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. persona non grata. And you know, there was such a culture around the vampire community where they shunned people like this. Yeah, it's like it's sort of like the Amish, but with vampires. <laughs> so it's like you can stay here, but if someone decides to, I don't know, kill you and like do terrible things to you, eh, we're not going to care. Uh, no, no, it's not necessarily... It's, it's not necessarily a bad place to be because it's a lot easier for him to operate outside of the law now. Oh, well, no, not exactly. I mean, the laws would still apply to me, so if I did shit to them, there would be consequences for me. Yeah, but hmm. not the same way. You you could... You 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 know, there there's a little... There, there'd be a lot less oversight. And 
you're going to be, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting situation for you. I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. It's just a different class. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna have to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> Something uh, <I> want to fix. <laughs> Erica, what was nerdy with you this week? So my nerdy thing this week is actually work-related. So I work for a data company, and um, I do sales for the data company, so I don't even do, like, analytics or anything. And, like, a month ago, I saw that there was a gap. There was, like, a huge problem with our analytics in regards to being able to market things and sell things. So without any green light from any manager, (laughs) I took it upon myself to fix this problem. So... I enlisted the help of um, some people at work that have the technical skills that I don't and um, and created like this group like the beginning of December and was able to produce enough results to be able to present this to this solution to my manager. Well, I couldn't get a hold of my managers because they've been like interviewing and hiring people, no space available. So our VP was in last week um, and I was like, well, I'll just swing by his office and, you know, ask him if he would like to see it. Worst case scenario, he says he's busy. No, he goes, yeah, sure. So Friday we had a meeting and we did a presentation on our solution to this data problem and showed him the results we had already gotten back. And he loved it, loved it, loved it. He loved it so much that he... (laughs) He said it was better than a yellow belt project that like almost any that's been brought to him. Um, he said that most of the yellow belt projects brought to him aren't, you know, aren't solutions. And oh, I got to cut you off real quick. Explain yellow belt. None of us know what that means. I think that's in karate, right? When you <laughs> cut the board. No. Okay. So there's a program called Six Sigma and it is a like a nationwide program where basically you take people and it's from for any industry and teach them how to uh problem solve and be managers and you get belts like karate black belt is the highest where you are considered specialized in this this is a special skill that you have that you are better at than other people so um if you have a six sigma belt you are most guaranteed to get hired above anybody else no matter 20 30 years of experience it's it's that highly regarded in the business community if if that business acknowledges Six Sigma, there's a lot, but there's a few that don't. There are a few that don't. Yes, that's that that is true. Yeah. So, uh, but where I work, they do, and they really utilize that program a lot. But he really loved it, and he loved it so much that he wants us to present it to his boss. So we're talking one person down from the person that owns this company, this billions and billions of dollars company. Um. And he added, he decided he was going to put us on the marketing solutions team. So it's super exciting. I didn't like get a promotion or make more money or anything, but my name is out there. The guys that are working with me, Matt is one of them. Uh, He's sometimes co-host here. Yeah. So we're super excited to work on this thing that I just took it upon myself to fix. So that's my nerdy thing. Congratulations. That's so (laughs) awesome. That's just impressive. Yeah. yeah. Give her a clap. <laughs> Don't <laughs> clap on audio. <laughs> <laughs> so, Brian, um, what was your nerdy thing this week? Um, my nerdy thing involved juggling again this week. Um, I have been practicing with my chainmail juggling balls. Juggling? Juggling? Juggling, juggling, yeah. I juggle. 
<laughs> is that something you didn't know about me? No, I mean, juggling again. I mean, your juggling is becoming Michael's I got a hat. No, no, it's not. This is the second time I've brought up juggling because <clears throat> war humor. I have been having trouble with Mills Mass. I can't learn it. It's a really hard juggling trick. It's what I talked about last time. It's an outside. It's when you juggle the balls on the outside and you cross your hands over to catch them. Um, so I've been working on a new trick um, where I do overhand catches and toss the balls back and forth. It's hard to imagine talked about. Um, but I I switched to the chainmail juggling balls from the beanbags. So is that harder or easier to juggle? It's easier. They're much more balanced. Um, they don't. They actually feel like you're catching something, where the beanbags just kind of are. They exist. Okay. Um, That's pretty existential. Yeah, <laughs> they just exist. Well, um, one of the things I did this morning is, I, I mean, this week um, was I did some mental practice in juggling where I took some notes about the philosophy of juggling when I was helping myself with my practice. Cause I'm trying to figure out these new tricks and juggling is, is 80% mental. You're, you're trying to build this muscle memory. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to juggle inside your head. So every single day this week, I juggled inside my head for about two to five minutes. Hmm. Hmm. That, and that helped. Yeah. Cause the kind of juggling I'm involved in is, it's not like performance jokey juggling. It's technical juggling. It's a sport. And you can laugh at it being a sport, but look it up and you will I see people do it. I am not laughing at it being a sport. Yeah. There's all sorts of I'm laughing at it, but I'm going to keep my laughter in my head. It's appropriate. If, you know, because 80% um, of joke is mental. So if you laugh inside your head, you, prefer, you perfect your laughing better than other people. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's kind of funny. Amelia and I were watching like the Overwatch uh, things that they had. Was it was last week or whatever. Like the, the Overwatch League. Yes, yes. And uh, so we were watching it, and Amelia was like all into it. And they said something about it being a sport. And she turns and she looks at me. She goes, "Is it really a sport?" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean." And she, I was like, it's not like a physical sport, obviously. And she's like, this is something I can get down with. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God damn it. <laughs> they get like $25,000 prizes for winning tournaments. Well, it's I know. Intense, but... that, that, those yeah. matches. Yeah, it's, yeah, they get some pretty good money. I, I question the watchability of of professional um gaming. No, no, not gaming. Um, per, particularly professional um overwatch it's very very there's a lot of stuff going on there's a lot of colors and things all over the place it just seems like it'd be it's going to be very difficult how to figure out a way to spectate it in a way that won't be confusing and just like colors flashing in your face giving you seizures Mm. uh well they kind of solved part of that with if you're on a team no matter what character you're playing you're wearing a uniform Mm-hmm. So that helps. And all the normal coloring that you have when, you know, when you are a player and seeing your screen and all your options and stuff are set to the to the team player color. So if your character wears blue, all your things are blue. So that way, you know which team you're watching. Uh, yeah. And I, I think the way, especially like with the way they're using the camera, like they do pull out sometimes so you kind of see the whole map. It is very fast, though. My one thing with it, though, is I, I kind of feel... A lot of times with the matches that have been happening, there's usually one team that's better than the other, and it's 
kind of you immediately see it and it's not like, there's very few matches that are really back and forth it just seems like it's like i think three of the teams right now are all korean players and they're all undefeated and then there's this middle group which is kind of this diverse there's some russian players some english players and they have to do with, deal with like language barriers a little bit it's so, like they're kind of in the middle but it just seems like and I hate to I hate to say it, but it's like every time a Korean team goes up, they usually win. So everyone's just kind of waiting for the Korean yeah. teams to have to face each other. I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah. Well, let's I just feel let's that. wrap this up. Uh, let's not do. We only have like Brian's got somewhere to be. We have to vote. Yeah. So oh, let's boy. vote and let's not do widgets. Let's just go back to the standard. No, no, we can do we can do widgets. It won't take long. It it does it doesn't take any longer than the single voting. Honestly, I've been timing this. Okay. Um, we just got to pick your widgets really quick. So, Kelly? Kelly, you have six widgets. Who do you give them to? I, I'm going to have to to give it to Anthony. So you're going to give boy. all six yes. of your widgets to Anthony? Yes. The, the awesome. LARPing is, is on a, a level above anything I have, I have done. Mark? I'm going to go four to Anthony because that's hard to beat. A LARP is a LARP's up there, I'll say. And then I'm going to give two to Erica just because the karate angle i like a lot <laughs> um anthony okay um whew, six right we got six yes okay i'm gonna give four to erica because bravo bravo hey. i wanted to give you a clap but don't do it killjoy brian's like oh, i can't clap on the mic it's gonna ruin people's ears <laughs> and i will give two to kelly because she gave me all hers and that was so nice Yay! <laughs> oh, I got one more, and I'll give Brian one. You gave you had six. You yeah. Gave yeah four you, to, oh, I gave four to Erica. Okay, yeah. I give. I math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Erica, I am going to give three to Mark because I personally think that's something that I would that I would use a, a video game you know grading system like that and then i'm gonna give the other three to me because i'm super excited about the thing that i did it was a really big deal brian i am going to give one to erica five to myself because nobody else did and i'm gonna give my negative widget yes we have one each i i didn't bother bringing them up this time but i'm gonna give my negative widget to anthony Oh snap! So Aww. Erica wins. Okay. Why did you Yay! give me the negative one? Because I think Erica deserved to win. Oh. So now she gets up to the next belt. What's the next over yellow? She, I'm, I'm favoring my sister oh. over my best friend. Mm. Favoritism. Nepotism Ooh. in its most. <laughs> That's Erica, right. So you win the widgets this week. Yay! I have all the widgets. So this morning we are here to talk about. Nerdy parenting, and um, normally we do the Ren Robin a little bit more organically, but because I don't have any kids, I do have a niece, but she lives very far away, um, I am going to just ask the questions and go through everybody in order and like manage time frames and stuff like that. So first off, let's start, what does it mean to be a nerdy parent? Let's start with Kelly. Now, what is your parenting situation? Um... I I am a parent to a dog, but a aunt to a five-year-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, for me, being a nerdy aunt is always letting those kids know that no matter what you're into, it's cool. If you don't want to be into whatever everybody else is into, then 
more power to you because that to me makes you a more interesting person. Kudos. I am I making don't think notes. That's hear enough of that. Mark, what is being a nerdy parent to you? Um, I think when I think nerd, I usually think, you know, it's an interest in something, but a nerd will take it to the next level. It's it's a little more getting more involved than in whatever it is that thing you like. It's a passion. Uh, yeah. So my daughter, Anel, she is right now 17 months, so very, very small. And she's starting to kind of develop her her interests and things she's into. Um, but like secretly in the back of mind, I'm like, these are what you're going to be interested in later. And I'm preparing you to have all the things. <laughs> I think that's like that that really sums up nerdy parenting in a nutshell, because it's like you want to mold your kids to be into into the kind of pop culture that you're into. Mm. But I, I think uh, it's, it's tricky too. for me. Or, or you're, you'd be proud of them if they're just obsessed with things as equal to how obsessed you are with the things you're into. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want them to be themselves. Like, d- d- to me, being an early parent means my first job is to be their parent, you know, to to mold them for life, to give them the tools that are going to make them successful, you know, balance their emotions, understand social situations, you know, things like that. That's my that's my number one thing. My number two thing is to be able to share experiences with them. And the only experiences I can truly share on a passionate level are the things that I'm into. Now, Amelia, I have a 10-year-old, so she's she likes a lot of the things I like. And then she also likes things that she likes. And being able to recognize that, respect what she likes, and make her feel good about being herself is one of those big things for me. So... It's nice to be able to share something with your kids. I think that's great. I think that that brings a lot. It, it's sort of like you can show them what you like, and then you can see what they get into at the same time by sharing all these experiences with them. Anthony, um, what is being a nerdy parent to you? Well, I would say it would be introducing your your nerdy stuff into the family life, getting your child involved into it, in it so it could be something as simple as like like sometimes you know when we actually do let my son watch tv having him watch doctor who getting him introduced into playing board games um i i do my 40k modeling and you know sometimes i might let him look at a model kind of hold it not do a whole lot of playing with it because they're super breakable and super expensive but just kind of the introducing it including it in family activities maybe even like having a whole family activity revolve around it. Well, it's, it, it, exactly. It, it's like yeah. you're showing your kids that it's okay to do that kind of stuff, that it's in fact cool to do that kind of stuff. And then I have a, I have a voice over here telling me not to forget that we also have a baby's first comic book for our two sons. Aww. That's cool. like a, it's like a little Batman thing. It's kind of like a, it's, it's like harder cover. It's almost like a, like a little like hardcover kids book, but it's a comic book. Like baby's Batman. Yeah, that's kind of like something I uh, I got for uh, Rowan, a friend of ours, um, uh, Vincent Holiday. Uh, he got us. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen like the the Good Night book. I'm, if you have littler kids, I'm sure it's like Good Night Bed, Good Night This, right? Good night Except moon. it's mm, yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's I can't remember the original one because we only read the Good Night Bat Cave. Uh, well, it's important <laughs> for kids when they go to bed, for non-parents, they have to say goodnight to every possession that they own. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Amelia sleeps with, like, and even now at 10, she sleeps with no less than seven stuffed animals. They all have their own blankets, and they all have their own spaces, and she has to say goodnight to all of them. So, yes. And one of them is a goblin from the Pathfinder role-playing game. Waffles! Yep. <laughs> How'd she get that, Erica? Oh, I don't know. Her Uncle Brian may have given it to her. <laughs> For me, being a nerdy uncle is spoiling the shit out of my niece with nerdy stuff. It is, yes. I got, her, I got her a life-size android from the, you know, like the android icon. I got her a giant plushy android that she could sleep on. Which died, unfortunately. It died. Yeah. It died. The next one will be like a Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> Not terrifying at all. Uh, oh, I we have a, C's a Cthulhu, for Cthulhu nursery books. book, too. I want to get one of those. Oh, you have the C's for Cthulhu? Yes. Yes. I want to, oh, that's I awesome. want to get it. Um, I This isn't in particular nerdy, but it's an example of spoiling my niece. I took her to Golden Corral and let her eat the chocolate fountain. Um, mm, she didn't just eat the chocolate fountain. I asked her, what did she want to put in the chocolate fountain? And they had like fruit and marshmallows and stuff like that. But there was a cotton candy machine next to the chocolate fountain. And she goes, I want to put my cotton candy in the chocolate fountain. And I went, Ooh. go for it. <laughs> sounds like a stomach ache. Waking, waking and of happen. course, I was nowhere around. So this is when she came out to California to visit. <laughs> no, that was that was in Ohio. Was it in Ohio? That was in oh. Ohio. I sent you pictures while you were at work, while it was happening. Oh, that's right. And I was like, fuck. <laughs> that's the best part of being an aunt or uncle you can just sugar them up send them home and you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about it you, you have no part of the cleanup all the fun no consequences yes. it was fantastic because she was perfectly behaved for me all day and the second she got home she transformed into a mythical creature <laughs> she was she like the personification the of brat that is one of those things that they that nobody really tells you before you become a parent, your kids will respect everybody but you. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're very, they're very well behaved when you're not around. The moment so, you show up, they're like, all the rules are out the window. So, um, Kelly, how yes. often do you incorporate nerdy activities with your niece and nephew? Every single time I see them. And I, I have them obsessed with Pokemon right now. And they just, they take my phone and they run and they play Pokemon Go. And they, they just, I love how immersed they get in it. And I love that they're just running around my neighborhood, my sister's neighborhood, searching Pokemon. And they get so excited when they find the 19th of the day. No, they're they're obsessed with Pokemon right now, and and they don't care if they come across the the same Weedle all day long. They they're just excited to have it, and I love that they're not. I, I know that I love that they're not just like obsessed with Paw Patrol all the time. Although that is a fantastic show. The Paw Patrol everywhere. <laughs> um, Mark, what? Are, how often do you incorporate nerdy activities with your child? And not too much because she's still kind of little. Yeah, so she's her, small. Yeah. So like a lot more times with like my students in class, 
like I'll always try, especially with like uh, like writing is a lot, a lot of struggle for kids. Like they could always verbalize things, but when you ask them to write, you know, organized paragraphs that you know translate from thought to thought, there's always a lot of struggle. So I always try using my gamer background for that stuff, especially for boys and stuff. It's like you know, you know, tell me about a good Overwatch match you had. Tell me about being Zenyana and trying to take point B on Anubis. Like what was the struggles? What was happening? That so, is one of the nerdiest statements I've ever heard about. Yeah, but yeah. It's, always, yeah it's always like, whoa. And I actually had, this was two years ago. I had, I remember I was once I was in one class and I got pulled out of it from this other teacher. And I was like, whoa, what's wrong? She's like, I need you to grade this essay. I have no idea what's happening. And it was about Pokemon. And this kid was just describing a match he had and how it got really epic. And they were going back and forth. And she's like, I don't understand what's happening. I'm like, well, Pokemon's really great because it's like an early introduction to like statistics-based battles and comparing stats. And she's just like, shut up, put a grade on it, please. So that's <laughs> always for for definitely as a teacher. I think that's that's where I try to incorporate how, stuff all the time. How now, are you, you finding? Hear, how, how often do you hear "shut up, put a grade on it"? Oh, more than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Listen, there's a lot of papers. Spoilers for kids who are listening to this. There's a lot of papers. Sometimes we just have to take an overview. Just put it on there. Um, so how often are you finding that that type of connection in the classroom? Like, is it you you said boys? Are you not seeing a lot of girls that do any of that sort of thing? Um, I, I think more or less it's it's the boys in my class who struggle with those kind of things more like just, you know, reading and writing. It's something that tends to just be girls just tend, not everyone, but girls tend to do better with that. And I guess go along the stereotypes of my boys tend to just play video games all night as opposed to doing homework and practicing and things like that. So like, what? that's always kind of my, yeah, just, Lift you know, shot. as a overview. So the girls tend to be more responsible. They tend to be. If I need somebody to really, if I need something done, I'm probably going to ask a girl to do it. No offense to my boys. Probably going to ask a girl. <laughs> that is eye opening. Mm. Yeah. It, it's still like that as a whole. I think just girls, and I don't, I'm sure there's, there's probably something out there that might disagree with this, but like just from my, like I've been a teacher now about nine years and it just as a tendency, boys tend to struggle with academics more than girls though, which is how it is. Um, Anthony, okay. how often do you incorporate nerdy activities with um, you and Leslie's kids? Well, our kids are a bit young. Uh, Leslie's son is only like a year and a half and Aiden is two, he'll be three in June. Um, so a lot of it really is pretty basic stuff. Like, like I said, you know, the baby's first comic, having him watch maybe the occasional show, even though we don't let him really watch TV. Um, the occasional nerdy comment here and there that they obviously don't understand, but to us is very funny. Um, so where a lot of my nerdy stuff, uh, you know, introducing to kids comes in from my school. I, I'm a preschool teacher. And as a lot of people know out there, I teach chess and checkers to four and five year olds which i still think is awesome yeah and well now my enrichment they're known as enrichments has expanded as no longer just chess and checkers it's all board games so now i'm just playing board games in general with four and five year olds now erica you can give everyone a little bit a, a little opportunity to share what they have to look forward to because amelia's <laughs> 10 right yeah. So well, how often do you incorporate nerdy nerdy things into family time? Daily. And it's not just for Amelia. It actually, Rowan's included a lot, too. And she's not even a year old yet. But we 
you know, whenever we do anything, we include Rowan. She's always included in some way. So we have game night. We've got really big dice that she can't, you know, swallow. So she'll sit at her little uh, high chair and she'll roll the dice for me, you know, stuff like that when she's not eating it, you know, but I try to make sure that she's included in what we do so that, you know, she doesn't feel outside of it. So when we watch uh, TV, like right now we're watching Troll Hunters. So we watch like one or two episodes a night and we all sit on the couch and watch it together. And sometimes Rowan's paying attention and sometimes she's not. But then we take the songs that are in the show and we sing them to her. So now, right now, if you go boom, boom, shake the room, Rowan raises her hands and goes, ah, it's really cute. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> Even when, you know, your kids are that young, they absorb so much. And I think it's really important to just make sure they're always included in everything you do. So um, Amelia and I do all sorts of things. So, like, you know, obviously Rowan can't play chess, you know. <laughs> it's, it's a little little stretch. So she'll go to bed at night and Amelia and I will sit at the dining room table and we'll play chess or, you know, we'll play magic or she'll show me her Pokemon cards, which I have no personal interest in, but that's one of her nerdy things that she loves. And so I listen to her tell me all about the Pokemon cards that, mm, but you know, that's her thing. So I make sure that, you know, every day we, we are doing something together as a family and it's not always nerdy, but 98% of the time it is. So that's what you have to look forward it, to. It, it, uh, you, I'm starting to notice things that I didn't notice before. Like I'm noticing that like whenever I talk to you on the phone, Rowan and Rowan and Amelia are generally always part of the conversation. If they're there, they're involved. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Part of Rowan's personality, and Amelia wasn't this way when she was a baby. Everybody told me, you know, your children are always, you know, completely different. And I was like, well, how different could they really be? Pretty different. So when Amelia was Rowan's age, you could set Amelia off by herself with some toys, and she would just create her own world and, you know, just sit there and play and quiet as could be, not running around trying to get into everything. Not Rowan. Rowan wants to be in whatever you are doing. So if I took her, like, say on game night, and I didn't put her in her high chair, and I, like, put her in the corner of the room, you know, with her toys and a playpen so that we could play, all hell would break loose. Like, there would be screaming, jailbreaks, all sorts of shit going on. So I ha I have to include her, not because I, I mean, I want to, but because... She wants to be part of everything. This kid is 11 months old and can't wait to grow up and do all the things that her sister can do. The first thing she does every morning when we come downstairs is she goes to her sister's door and she taps on the door with her hand and goes, sis, 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 sis. She wants to do what Amelia is doing. So that was long-winded. <laughs> that, that will probably last for forever because my sister is four years older than me and I literally did everything that she did until I was I think like 14 yeah Ro Rowan she whatever Amelia's doing Rowan wants to be doing it you know whatever I'm doing Rowan wants to be doing it she does she's a social kid she's a real social kid so now 
whenever I spend time with Amelia, I haven't gotten the opportunity to spend time with Rowan yet. I have talked to her on the phone, and that has just been consistently me saying her name high-pitched, so she goes insane, which is fantastic. She's like, ah, it's so cute. <laughs> yeah, I just say her name really high-pitched, and she will lose it. And if we put her on Skype, she will try to reach out to me. And she just loves it when I say her name over and over again. Like, the little box is saying my name. With with Amelia, I try to turn everything we do into an adventure. So when we go out, we are going on a quest. I have made everything story time. Like, when we go across the parking lot, we are dodging monsters that are hiding behind cars. The best things that have happened is we've done that in the parking lot, and it never fails people walking by participate. They will be like, they look at us funny and they'll be like, shh, there's a monster behind the cars. And they're like, oh, I better get to safety. <laughs> you can point aggressively at those people. It's like, that's the monster right there. The guy's just eating. It's like, what? <laughs> we were in the play area once and she was a little bit younger. We were at a play area at the mall and she insisted that I have to buy her a bottle of water. And I was like, you want me to just take you to the store and buy a bottle of water, but wouldn't you rather go on a quest? And she looked at me kind of quizzically, and I said, we could travel across the land of Maul to the magical fountain. And That's amazing. Of, and partake of the magical fountain's waters. What would you rather do? And she goes, I want to go on a quest. And I felt a tap on my shoulder, and I look behind me, and there's this dad sitting there, and he just gives me the thumbs up. <laughs> He's like, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and you know, you, because of, you know, you play, I mean, I play with her too, but you're always making things an adventure when you guys are hanging out. She, you're like her favorite person. And be like, oh, I'm going to call Uncle Brian. Uncle Brian! Like, it just blows up. Well, that's actually the, the thing that I'm trying to incorporate into Nerdy is, we brought Amelia onto a bonus episode on the Patreon, kind of like a test, and I did a one-on-one -on -one with her. And I think I've mentioned this to you and Michael Anthony that I want to have her on the show at some point. Um, well, she listens to the show every week. So. Yeah, um, but that will happen soon. Um, it is actively working on scheduling. I will be reaching out to Erica and figuring out when we're going to do it, when we do an episode. But we're going to do it with small amounts of hosts and... Um, see where it goes. She was very, very good and very focused when she was the guest on the on the Patreon. So that was that was good. I, I'm looking forward to doing that. I'll be, I'm 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 excited about having a having a child on the podcast, especially my niece. Mm -hmm. Um, where are we at now? Um, oh, okay. Um, Kelly, um, you mentioned Pokemon, but um, what are your what are your niece and nephew's favorite nerdy things? Is there anything more? Yes, uh, they're favorite things to do when they're at our house uh, is going between trying to shoot each other with my sonic screwdrivers uh, and then playing Mario Kart with the wheel that we have, but we don't actually turn it on. So they just sit there and pretend to drive the Mario Karts. And uh, it, it's just adorable to watch their, their imagination take just the, these little tiny parts of things that they've seen and, and turn it into their own. That's fantastic. Um, Mark, um, you'd probably, so nerdy, favorite nerdy things, you're going to integrate this into class or do you actually know what your daughter's favorite nerdy thing is at this uh, point? 
not yet for now. Like her favorite thing right now is trains, and I'm like, trains are dumb. Trains are kid? nerdy as hell. Oh, it's on a track. It goes, makes a noise. We have a train that's like vaguely close to the house, so when it comes by, you can hear it, and she always just like lights up. She's like, <gasps> it's here, but you can't see it, which is always frustrating. Show her um, train spotting. Show her train spotting YouTube videos. People get really excited when they see new engines that they haven't seen before, and they're they're really fun to show to kids that are interested in trains. See, I thought oh you were going to go with. Oh my god! I thought you were going to say something else. Th- I thought you were going to train spotting the movie. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. show her that. Yeah, we exposed to heroin overdoses yet, uh, yet. But um, <laughs> with the classroom, usually like incorporate things like I, I, I try little things here and there. One one year I'm going to go wall in. But I, I like the idea of kind of gamifying the classroom as you can hear my daughter yelling upstairs, um, like working in, you know, like certain skills and like tests. It's like you didn't get this grade. You got this many experience points. And when you get a certain amount of experience points, you get a badge. And then we have like an online thing where there are different badges for different skills. And I, I definitely have heard like online through Twitter, like teachers like going all in on that stuff. Uh, but that's definitely one thing I, I think in the future I want to I want to dive more into. That's cool. When I was a kid, um, I my um, my first grade teacher gamified reading where you could get points and then you could use your points at a school store. Um, I unfortunately was an early reader and I broke the economy of the store and she had to change the rules for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she changed it from number of pages read to number of books read. (laughs) Because I like showed up and I was like, I read three books this week. (laughs) And that would be like 700 pages. So just give me everything. (laughs) I will take one of everything, please. Um, Oh, shoot. Hold on. Sorry, technical difficulty there. Can someone speak to make sure it still works for me? Hello. Okay, good. Hello. My headphone, my headphone jack got pulled out of my microphone. Oh boy. Um, where was I at? Anthony. Uh, yes. Um, I don't remember the question. Go ahead and ask it, Erica, and then I'll be back on track. <laughs> um, what are your? Well, you have Aiden, right? Yep. yep. And Dominic. From... And Dominic. That's your other side. That's right. What are their favorite things? Their favorite nerdy things right now. Right now, Aiden's gotten really into, like, coloring, actually, and stacking blocks. Like, he has these Diplo blocks, like Lego things. Um, and, yes, I think I think those are those can be very nerdy, drawing and, and stacking blocks. He, um, he really enjoys stacking towers. He does a weird thing, though, where he stacks everything by color, so it's, like, all the blue Legos have to be stacked with the blue Legos, and all the red ones have to be stacked with the red ones. And then... He's really that's gone. like a thing, you know. Yeah, right? yeah, I that's know. That's like that's like indicative of like a, a thought processes. Yeah, I'm 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 aware. We're 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 okay. We're, sorry. Like, yeah. Well, it's it's like it can be a positive thing too. Well, I yeah. didn't say it was a negative yeah. thing. I just said it was a thing. Yeah. And the drawing is really great. He gets super excited about drawing his lines and his dots. He likes doing lines and dots. And then Dominic. The nerdy thing he does, um, let me see. He's a little bit too young, I think. Yeah, I haven't been around him long enough to really, like, be able to pinpoint a nerdy thing I noticed him do, sadly. And he's also pretty young. Um, so those are the ones we got. I mean, sadly, it's just rough to point out nerdy things that two-year-olds do. <laughs> what one, one thing I, I, I ask is, have you ever heard of um, STEM toys? 
Oh, like stimulating toys? Yeah. No, no, not STEM. STEM. Oh, STEM. Science, STEM. technology, oh. science, science, technology, STEM. engineering, and um, what's the other Mathematics. Ma- ma- mathematics. Yeah. yeah I, Magic. Yeah, Target, Target sells a couple of them. <laughs> Magic. <laughs> Magic. Um, yeah, he would probably love them because they got all sorts of cool stuff for all ages. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to get some at uh, Target for Christmas, but we got a more simple things. He is... We're working on him with some stuff. So right now, um, the fact that he's able to sit there and just stack blocks and color is it's a great improvement. <laughs> Erica, I think that's what, great. What are what are your children's favorite nerdy things? Um. Well, Amelia is super into Pokemon, per the usual. Um. She is also into Star Wars again, which it's it, it's super crazy. So like. I took her to see um, The Force Awakens, and she was like, oh, this is super cool. And of course, like two years ago. And I was like, great, let me show you all the other Star Wars movies in order. Almost this is no Jar interest. Jar Banks. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so almost no interest. She's like, yeah, whatever. So I thought her like liking Star Wars was like, you, you know, over. It was like that one thing. Then... The Last Jedi comes out and I take her to see The Last Jedi and I ask her, you know, are you sure you want to go? You can't talk in the theater. If you ruin it for all the other nerd adults, shit's going to go down. So you have to be on your best behavior. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I totally want to go. And now all of a sudden we love Star Wars again and we're running around the house with a lightsaber. It turns out she is only interested in the Jedi that is a girl that is the main character because mm. that's how she relates to it. She she likes the other characters. She thinks it's fun, but that's what's relatable to her. It's not, you know, it's not the sci-fi aspect or or, you know, any of the other stuff that we could get into with Star Wars. It's the fact that there's a woman that is strong and is becoming a Jedi on her own and she just loves it. And I was like, mm. "Oh, I oh. just want to say I want to add to that that um that is like such an important reason why um, inclusion in movies is so important and good. I, I think, you know, you always hear a lot of people like, oh, well, why does it matter? Oh, it, that doesn't matter. And it's like, no, it matters. Like when somebody sees someone on a show or a movie that looks like them, uh, you know, child development major here. So I, I know a little bit of what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> the kid sees that and that helps affirm their image of themselves. Mm. Yeah, and she in in from that I said, "Hey, do you want to watch the old Star Wars movies again? Are you interested?" And now she's interested. So it may have been just like a couple years too early, but Ray has the character of Ray has really gotten her, you know, she's running around my house with a lightsaber, you know, killing bad guys. So, you know, things. Uh Rowan actually does have a favorite thing that I think is nerdy. So our friend again Vincent Holiday um, bought Rowan her first stuffed unicorn when she was like two months old, right? And as soon as she was able to, you know, kind of sit up on her own and stuff, she always wants to hug this unicorn who we named Fred. <laughs> and then because of him, everybody's been buying her unicorns and she loves them. Anytime she sees a unicorn, doesn't matter what color it is, she goes right up to it and hugs it and starts chewing on the hu- the unicorn horn. It's like her favorite thing. Whether it's a plastic toy or a stuffed toy, 
unicorns are her nerdy thing. <laughs> I um so my niece is also Erica's daughter, but I actually have something I can share that she left out. Um Amelia has gotten really into cinematography. Oh yeah, she has. Absolutely. And she's been making all these little videos with what she uses the iPad? Uh, she was using the iPad, and then I bought her a actual camcorder for her birthday. Has she done anything with it yet? Yeah, yeah. I haven't edited them to put them online for her yet. Oh, you got to teach her how to do that. I know. What a great mom. I will edit your content for you. <laughs> put it on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Editing is like the worst part. I'd be like, I'd be like teaching them how to do that first. <laughs> well. Like, <laughs> She also has ADHD, so I don't think her attention span is there. The fact that she has a long enough attention span to write out these, because what she does is she makes these little short movies with her sister as the star. So, like, there was, like, Bat Baby and then, like, <laughs> like all sorts of stuff. Where, you know, she dresses her up, and or she did Godzilla Baby, where she, like, built a town out of all, like, these toys, and then, like, recorded it and then had her sister like come through destroying the town it like she creates these things with her sister and it's really good bonding time plus she has this love of cinematography which i didn't even you know realize so yeah when she draws she creates these epic names for her drawings like telephone versus stuffed clown (laughs) she does yes yeah and it, you can see the. It, it wasn't telephone versus stuff clown. It was like the epic battle between the clown and the out the telephone or something like that. Yeah, she she's a really she loves telling stories, and I keep telling her she needs to write things, you know, write little books and stuff like that. And so she started uh, writing a Pokemon story, but I haven't got to read it yet because she writes things and then she's like embarrassed because she doesn't think they're good enough and so she doesn't want anybody to read it so so i'm going to just do the last question real quick we have a few more on our outline um maybe i'll try to get those in bonus content if i can get a guess for that um but what i think is the most important question here is how in the heck do you make time for nerdy activities as a parent so um kelly I, I know you're like you're a student and you're doing all sorts of stuff. How do you make time for your niece and nephew to do the do these activities? I I make them a part of my life because my sister and I have always had a really strong bond, even though we're complete opposites. And I I just I I make sure that they're a part of my life. And so even if it's just like, oh, random Saturday afternoon and I don't have anything going on for a couple of hours let's get together and and we'll do something and and I I try to you know make sure that that they are are getting exposure to nerdy things because my sister is not into anything like that other than Harry Potter Uh, but then I also make sure that I do stuff with them that they like so that growing up they they know that somebody's always going to do what they want to do too. And, oh, that's and so cool. I just, I I don't know if I'm ever going to have kids cause I'm 32 and I don't really have patience and I like sleeping. Um, so it's really important that they're always a part of my life and, and that they have a, a safe space to go and be themselves because 
uh, where they live and where they go to school, it's very cookie cutter and, and everybody's kind of the same. But uh, my, my niece, Lily, has a, uh, she has a, a Pikachu dance where she just kind of dances and says Pikachu. And uh, it, it's, it's the cutest thing because no one else is quite like her. Um, Mark, you gave me a really good answer for this off call. Um, how do you make time for your nerdy as a parent? Uh, I engage in time travel. What do I do is I go back in time and relive the same day now. Um, Good idea. That yeah. Well. It's all, I guess, for for me, it's all about prioritizing. Like, you know, Kelly, you mean the, the, the joke about sleep? Sleep is definitely uh, less sleep now, nowadays. Um, oh, yeah. Being a parent is a commitment. I'm, oh, I'm just yeah. going to take this moment right now. <laughs> Kelly, if you aren't sure if you want to have kids... Go with the no on that, because the moment you have kids, <laughs> right. you cease to exist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, your whole world has to be committed to them. So as an example, sleep, I went to bed about, what, four o'clock last night, and I was up at eight o'clock this morning. Ugh. And that's my day. <laughs> so, you know, um, in, in nothing negative, by the way, 32 is not too old to have kids because that's exactly how old I was when I had my second one. So, but it has to be a decision that you are a hundred percent in on, not like, well, I feel like I might miss out on something. Don't ever do that. Just make sure it's something that you want. But if your nieces and your nephew, if they fill that void for you, be happy. Just be you. <laughs> they, they really, they really do. Uh, I, I have uh, all these pictures of them on my desk, and people are always stopping to tell me how cute my kids are. And I, I take like five minutes of their time to inform them that these are my niece and nephews, and this is how cool they are, and this is why they're better than your kids, and nice. this is going to take over the world one day. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, my husband and I uh, were very much into spontaneity, and we we may just pick up decide one day, like, hey, let's let's go to Jamaica or something. And I, I know once we we have kids, like that's over. Very true. <laughs> unless unless you have grandparents, I don't know the grandparent situation that are okay with your spontaneity, because mm. I'm a pretty spontaneous person for the most part. Um, and for the, I just kind of take my kids with me whenever I do something, you know, spontaneous. Um, but there are times where you can't do that. And my in-laws are amazing. I could be like, hello, Carol, what are you doing this evening? Will you take my children? (laughs) And nine times out of 10, she's like, oh yeah, no problem. You know, so it just depends on each person's situation. Right. I think, yeah, it's, it's, I definitely will hurt that. It's like, you're really, especially if you're really like, I'm very into the things that I'm into. I am very into reading. I'm very into video games. And it really comes in time to prioritizing, like, what is the thing you are not willing to compromise on versus, you know, things for like me, like TV was something that definitely don't watch much anymore. People talk about this stranger things show. I would love to watch this. I don't have the time to watch that. Definitely not. Um, 
so yeah, it's just really kind of, it's not that like when you have kids that, yeah, yeah I know Erica, you said that it's like you cease to be, I think it's mostly true. I, I like to think that my wife and I do a great job of just carving out these little opportunities for us to still do engage in the things we love to do. But it's always like in terms of priorities. Well, as long as Nell's in a good place that she's provided for, it's never that we're neglecting her, her needs and her happiness for ours, which is tough. Like a lot of the time, really. Especially when you are into the things you are into, and oh, and wow. that that is true. Um, it it it's one of those things where I can't say you completely cease to be. Like right now, this is the thing that I'm that I really enjoy doing. So my husband has the girls, so we just pass the children <laughs> off, and then you know he has his things he does. He gives the girls to me, so you know it's finding that balance. For me, I incorporate it into like everyday life. Like if I'm doing it, my kids are doing it. And then it's not trying to find the time to do something. It's just, you know, how long are we going to take the time to do it? Anthony, what about you? Well, I think you guys all kind of summed it up very well. I got very little ad. Um, obviously, like you said, um, turning nerdy activities that you do into things for the family, then it becomes a thing of you're doing the nerdy thing that you want to do, but it's a family activity, so you're not taking away from family. So that's a really good place to start is um, finding out ways that you can turn them into family activities. So, you know, let's say you're really into D&D. Well, when your kid's old enough, maybe get them into playing D&D. Maybe you're into reading books. Maybe try to, you know... If you have to, maybe lower the reading that you do to a, a more manageable level of your kid. But you could always start like a family book club kind of thing almost. Um, if your nerdy thing is TV, maybe I don't recommend watching a lot of TV with your kid. But maybe have a show you guys watch, a nerdy show you watch as a family. Things like that. That's Those are always good places to start. And then, of course, as you all said, finding the time. Um, like last night, the you know the LARP game, we only do it once a month. It's just the third Saturday every month. So it was a matter of ask my grandparents, hey, can you watch him? We're going to be gone. It's going to be a late night thing. He's going to be asleep. You basically just have to make sure he doesn't die. And my grandparents were like, <laughs> we can do that. That's so funny because that's, that's how I just – so I had uh, Matt. Before Roan was born, it was like a couple years ago, like I was in a situation where I had to go get something after work and I needed somebody to watch Amelia. <laughs> and, you know, because she was, what, eight? So she wasn't quite old enough to be alone for, you know, more than ever by herself. So so I asked Matt, I was like, hey, can you watch Amelia? All you literally have to do is make sure she doesn't die. She'll be asleep. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I say that all the time. Oh. Erica, that that. Anthony brought up a good point about content. I have a I have a really important question to ask. Hey. How old was Amelia when she started watching The Walking Dead? Oh God! So I'm a terrible fucking parent, apparently. <laughs> he's that he keeps going. Well, I don't really let them watch TV, and I'm like, well, fuck, I do. <laughs> like, well, like, okay, it's not a thing that I'm like shame on you for doing that. It's a thing of my son got very terribly addicted to TV to the point that, like, he will just veg out on it for hours on end and not engage with anything. So we've noticed it's just not a good thing for him. That's not to say, like, you're a bad parent if you let your kid watch TV. We just know it's not good for my son. And it, like, 
we think is a very big contributing factor to some of his developmental delays that he's experiencing. So we cut it out for his sake. Yeah, I, I can oh, relate okay. to that with Amelia. She, um, I have to ration out her TV when when she's here because she, like, I introduced her to YouTube with some she things. She goes down the rabbit hole, and she mm. goes down this rabbit hole where I had to do something, and I was gone for about three hours, and I found out that she did nothing but watch Cinema Sins for that entire time. Oh, yeah, and I heard about all the things that are wrong with all the movies <laughs> for, like, three months. But the best thing about that is is she wanted to be a movie critic after that. Mm. And that's where she started wanting to make these movies, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's not a, the worst thing that's happened by any means. But I, I let the kids watch when I'm watching TV, they watch TV. And I don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of TV. Probably about, maybe it's a lot, like an hour or two a day, kind of. You know, are we going to watch a movie? Are we going to watch a couple episodes of Troll Hunter? You know, things like that. We don't, you know, just sit there all day and watch the TV. The TV's off most of the day. Um, if anything, I'm a bad parent because we play video games for like four hours at a time. So, I mean, one of those things. But, um, no, Amelia was, so I wanted to watch The Walking Dead, and she was there, and... How she, old was she? Five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally, but, nothing wrong with that, we're not, sure. Well, okay, it's not, <laughs> let's put this in perspective, okay? <laughs> Amelia, I don't want to say she's more mature, she's got a better idea of concepts because mm. as brian will attest to i don't sugarcoat things with her i if something comes up i explain it exactly the way it is like she was like four and she was watching sesame street and she goes mom uh i have a question and i said what she goes people eat meat right and i was like yeah and she's like well people are made out of meat right yeah can people eat people I was like, <laughs> let me introduce you to a program called. <laughs> I was like, well, yes, but it's called cannibalism and it's generally frowned upon. So we don't do it. And she goes, oh, OK, and moves on. <laughs> so it's I don't I don't go, oh, that doesn't exist. No, 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 no. I, ju I just go, well, you know, like scary movies. She loves scary things. We do like. She was three, and I took her to her first, like, haunted hayride. And a girl at work was like, I can't believe you're going to do that. You're going to scar your child. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I don't... Oh, screw that lady. Yeah, and Listen, I was lady. like... And so, you know, we went, and she was more interested in anything than she was scared. There were, like, the guys running around with, like, the chainsaws, like, jumping at the teenagers. And she stands up, and she... Again, she's, like, three, almost four, and she goes... That's not nice. You better leave them alone. I'm not yeah. afraid of you. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's one of those things where if you, you don't shelter, I, I feel like if you don't shelter them, then they can process things like The Walking Dead a lot easier. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that is probably very true. Uh, my niece does not understand where chicken comes from or where hamburgers come from. And if you even kind of mention it, my sister will kick you under the table. Mm. And it's it's very yeah. it, it's very awkward because she's gonna be six in August, and I really think that these are things that she needs to know before she goes to kindergarten. 
because I don't want anybody to tell her, like, oh, you're stupid. You don't know that. Oh, I have yeah. cousins. I have cousins that um, that um, that have the. OK, let me word this right. I have cousins that their parents are also my cousins um, that I was telling them Hansel and Gretel and I got yelled at. It's pretty dark. Yeah, but I was telling them the like the kid version. I wasn't telling them the like the original version. But I mean, they were like, "Don't introduce them to dark concepts of being of eat of burning witches and ovens." And I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh my god. I was like, "I am so people get such a bad parent because like I bought Amelia like this book. I think again she was like three. I was visiting my sister in Minnesota, and it was like Grimm's nasty." tales or whatever and i was like well if you're a bad kid you get buried in the backyard and stuff you know just (laughs) i think it's funny yeah you know and she didn't think it was serious because you know i'd explained to her that you know it's it's a joke it's not real it's just dark humor and amelia i think she has a great sense of humor (laughs) see has anybody ever been like tempted to do the whole or be like you know there's this thing called santa it's not a real thing but we all like to just Pretend it's real. Is that what my parents do? Yes. did with me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah my I mean, parents, that's the conversation my, I had. My parents went, Santa's fun. It's a story. And we'll go to the mall and go sit on Santa. But we bought you your presents. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm well, glad I haven't said. done that part yet. I did the, um, the folklore. I said, you know, Santa comes from here. It's this idea, you know, and it's really about the spirit and, you know, things like that. And then, you know... So the gifts that you get that are from Santa are from the spirit of Christmas is the way I put it. Mm, okay. Well, yeah, Erica does this really been... cute. I, I don't want to fawn over Erica. We're talking about everyone as nerdy parents. Oh, Erica. I'm, I'm sorry, but she's, she's my sister and I'm really proud of her. She does this really cool thing when they do the tooth fairy that they don't only sneak into the room and put money under. They leave a trail of glitter to the window. What? Yes, that, with Barbie footprints in it. Oh, I like that. I I might steal that. Barbie footprints. How do you get mm-hmm. that glitter up? You got a vacuum then. Oh yeah, but it's totally worth it. There's there's still there's probably glitter from every tooth still in that carpet. No, I have uh, an amazing vacuum. Just saying. <laughs> is is no it a Dyson? No, it's a it's a shark. Believe it or uh, not. Oh, uh, land shark. Yes, that that kind. <laughs> No, but it's it's really it's really good. So, but I I guess I guess the point is I don't believe in like sugarcoating and hiding things. I just explain it. Like we had the birds and the bees talk last year because she started down that line of questioning, and I was like, I'm gonna tell you things, and it's all gonna be scientific. You let <laughs> you let me know when you're done. And she we reached a certain part, and she goes, Well, we'll talk about this later. I was like, Okay, bye. so we are out of time for topic um and i'm gonna put it to a vote to the people here because i know people have things to do would you like to skip movie described badly or could we just do it real fast we can skip it and we just save it for another day it's fine by me all right um i think that's important to mark because he has stuff he would like to promote so Mark, tell us all about the stuff you do and where it can be found and where people can reach out to you and your co-hosts. Oh boy, that's a lot of things now. Uh, but yeah, so my friends and I do a podcast. It's called the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher. 
Uh, we also have a YouTube channel where we uh, just play and be goofy uh, under the same name, Dinosaur Machines. Um, and yeah, those are the big two things. And then always you can follow us on Twitter at Dino underscore Machines or me individually at Magro Crag. That's Magro Crack? Magro Crag, named after Magro the Agro Crag. Crag from Guts, if anyone's familiar with the old Nickelodeon program. I love that. Yep. There it is. I have never heard of that before. What? What? Brian. Yeah. I'm so disappointed in this moment. I have never heard of that before. Anthony, had you? Do you beat me on something? No. No, I have not. (laughs) He hasn't heard of it either. (laughs) It was the Elastic Olympics, and they took young men and women and put them through obstacle courses, the final being a gigantic plastic mountain where, quote-unquote, nuclear ash would rain down upon them as they tried to climb this mountain known as the Agrocrag. I have never heard of that before. You never watched no. Nickelodeon? Did you not watch Nick? I mean, that was huge. I watched Double Dare. What about the you, error? Did you watch, you watch Legends of the Hidden Temple? That was my next question. Yeah, yeah I got up early in the morning and watched it. So you watched oh, it literally the same like branch of, of Nickelodeon. Legends of the Hidden Temple was the best. Oh my gosh. I think the I thing that excited me. Oh, go ahead, Kelly. I'm sorry. I I used to dream of being on that show and I was going to be on the Silver Snakes and my friend Laura was going to be my partner and we were going to, we'd watch so much of it and we would act it out in her backyard because she had a playhouse and we were ready if we ever got called up. We never did, but we were ready. I forget where it is, but someone did a statistical analysis of all the teams and who is actually the best team. And it turned into, if I remember correctly, it was the Green Monkeys are actually the best team. Which Boom. guest that did we have that was wearing a Purple Pirates t-shirt? I don't remember. We had a guest who wore a Purple Pirates t-shirt. They might be the worst team. No. Or is it yeah, the they one? were the worst team. <laughs> they were the worst team. Hey, Mark, so I'm like looking on your YouTube channel right now. <laughs> 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 do you have any like uh, videos of, do you guys like play like, uh, what am I playing right now? Something done. Know. Horizon Zero Dawn? <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't see it on here. Do you guys no, that I we I played that game. I platinum that game, Humble Brag. Great game. Ooh, I'm playing mm. it right now. I've, I'm super addicted. I don't yeah. think you understand how humble brags work. No? <laughs> no. I like You're like, I platinum that game, humble brag. Just saying humble brag. humble brag after bragging doesn't make it a humble brag. <laughs> no, but it's because I bring so much attention to it. It has the opposite effect, I like to think. Because <laughs> I see Ma- Mass Effect Andromeda, I play that, but I'm I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn right now. Just interested in seeing if you had a video about it. I don't know. I, we were try we try to do a lot of like smaller things. Like Mass Effect was actually one of our first things. We were like, let's try this out. I think we've learned like the we like especially with the podcast, we like to try to put a light on little small things. Although I think I think you guys brought it up earlier. We're, I think we're gonna do a Cuphead one coming up. I love Cuphead. I want to play love Cuphead it, so it. bad. I, I play. don't know what Cuphead is. I know oh, what Cuphead, Cuphead is. Cuphead it's a running gun. Game. It's so much yeah. fun. It's a video game where it's the old style animation, like early days animation, and the whole like game the nineteen thirties is, is, yeah. is done like oh. that. Yeah. Mm. Um, it, Kelly, I got a, a question for you. Mark got a chance to promote. Is there anything online that you're really into that you want to promote right now? I I do not have anything really online outside of the chats uh, that that we're we're in. 
And you well, know, if anyone well, wants, you can promote the thing that that chat came from. Well, then I will uh, promote the live watches on Friday at uh, six o'clock Pacific time, nine o'clock Eastern time, where we watch an episode of Supernatural and then talk about it. And it's it's just fun, and it's my Friday night, and I look forward to it. And I had a lot of stuff going on in the last couple of months. So I've not been able to go. Oh, you don't even again. know then. The live watches are on indefinite hiatus unless someone else hosts them. See, I I, I saw Dun, that. Da, da, and I know. I know. hosting and them? Nobody right now because nobody I, stepped I up. Was, yeah, it, it's it, it's one of those things. I won't lie. I'm kind of dead to the world come Friday because I'm so tired from working. Um, she gets in a coffin but, just in her room. My, I, not to bring the mood down, but my stepdad's in hospice care right now, so I had to give up one thing in order to be able to have a little bit more time for that. Yeah, I, I, I know, and I, I, I understand. I, I would be in the the same position as you, and I, I, I'm, I feel bad that I haven't stepped up to to take over the like the what? Watches. What's the? Not that I'm a huge. I mean, I like Supernatural. I don't like. I'm not obsessed, but. What what is like involved in this hosting situation? Like you just oh the the live watch you you open up a rabbit you go on rab dot it r a b b dot it and you open Netflix on it and then you invite people. Okay, so it's not like an open forum where anybody can just jump on while you're watching it. Anybody who's a member of that group on Facebook will see the link and they they can click on the link and jump on. We have had problems with Rabbit where Rabbit will sometimes not let us turn off live and then anybody can jump on. Um, that has happened twice now because Rabbit Why is that a bad thing? Um it because people come on and put their video on and do dirty things on their video? Whoa. Oh, I've not been there for the dirty ones. Yeah, um also people oh. come on and just start talking during the episode. You get a lot of trolls. Um Yes, been there for that. You oh, okay, so bots. this is a thing where you all talk to each other while you're watching it, not just everybody watching it together and then talking afterwards. Yeah, we mic before the show. Then during the show, we all mute our mics and then talk on chat. Yeah. And then after the show, we turn the mics back on and talk about the show again. Okay, as you can see, I've never used Rabbit before, so I don't know I, I did. I like yeah. Rabbit a lot, and we're we're kind of all over the place we've got people in australia and we've got obviously california and then we've got east coasters and thanks to to this live watch i mean i've i've met my best friends in in the entire world and it's just it it really i was in i was in a dark place when i found it and it it pulled me out <laughs> well that's really that's really really inspiring. cool so like so i'm sorry i'm trying to get a grasp so if yeah. we're Promoting this, it's like to get more people that are interested in, that are cool and not assholes added there to the was, group. There was no purpose other than letting the people who are members of the group watch a show, watch the show together. There, there was no well, deeper creation. Like promoting, like you're going to get something out of it. I mean, like you're growing the group of people that love the supernatural thing. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes. That's all I need. Bringing additional Dean and Sam worshippers to our altar. Of rabbit. I mean, I can definitely get behind some sexy Dean, but oh. I'm just, I don't know. Worship, that's a very strong word. I, I definitely, <laughs> I worship at his altar and I, I met him when we, when we went to PitCon and everybody was just hugging him. And for our picture, I made him dip me backwards 
um, and then stare into my eyes. And I'm not sure how I survived that. <laughs> and she's still paying the mortgage she had to get to pay for that. Oh, sweet Jesus. <laughs> I, I I don't even know what I what I sold to to get all of that. So worth every penny. We oh, have people in our group who have gone through all their student loan money on supernatural conventions. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yep. Yeah, supernatural I have a conventions totally are different set of priorities. Expensive like, as heck. Like if I was there and like I happened to get a picture, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. Like I'm like, woo! That's. A- I mean, kudos to you for loving something that much, but I don't know. Well, I was I, I, I was on a, I was talking with them about the con once, and this was before I understood the economics of the conventions. Um, someone goes, if you're going to go to the convention, you have to go gold. You have to go gold VIP. That's the only way to do it. You get the best experience. And I said, oh, what is that like? So a normal con ticket in my head. I was like, what is that like, 500 bucks? And they laughed at me. And I went, well, like $1,000? And they laughed again. And I was like, how much money are you spending on these? <laughs> You're like Homer Simpson going into the hedge line as you back up. Uh, I, they were like, try the- like $4,000. Yeah, just Jesus. about. I, I sat down and I did the math. And I probably shouldn't have done the math. Um, but I spent about $3,800. Ooh. And I did not go gold. I uh, I had general admission, and um, but the the thing that I did, and and I had gotten some advice on this, is I did a little bit at a time, and uh, and every time I I'd, I'd be sitting at my desk at work, like why am I here? I, I'd look at my picture of Sam and Dean. It's like yes, this is why I'm working right now. It is for you. Yes. Yeah, we have a friend who did the meet and greet with uh, Misha Collins. And she didn't tell us how much it cost, but she did say that she figured out the math and the um, the actors that do the meet and greets make $200 a minute for doing them. And they're 20 minutes long. Wow. See, like I hear I spent $3,800 at a con and my brain goes, $3,800, that's like new carpet or like. Yeah, I'm like, I could do my bathroom with that. Exactly. I was like, I could put in a second bathroom or remodel the one that I have. Like, yeah. This is what people spend money on when they don't have children. Yes, (laughs) yes, I'm giving this. Like, if I didn't have kids and I made the money that I make, I guess I would be like, well, fuck it. I can do whatever I want. So, uh, I'm going to buy a pirate ship. (laughs) I'm going to buy a motherfucking pirate ship. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and and the thing is, like, my husband and I are. We're, we're huge wrestling fans and we've been to WrestleMania twice in our lifetimes. And so when, when we were going over all this stuff for the supernatural convention, I'm like, do you really want me to tally up what we've spent for spent for wrestling? Like, is that going to make you feel better about this? And he's like, no, (laughs) I don't understand any scenario where that will make him feel better about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I have to say this. I, as somebody who goes to a lot of concerts, that is something I'm willing to spend money on for the experience. So I guess I, I guess I can understand the experience. I have never spent $3,800 on a concert. Um, I have, however, uh, spent like $700 on a ticket. So, you know, not quite the same ballpark, but, you know. So Who was I, I that? I, the Eagles. Oh, 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 oh God. Eat yep. the freaking Eagles, man. I do. He I does. am that guy. 
Thank you for getting the reference, too. He hates you so much. (laughs) Well, the next. I was so happy when I saw the big lip. Sorry, Erica, go ahead. The next closest one um, was I spent $500 to see tools. So that's a lot. I saw a tool back in the day. It was definitely not 500. Yeah, I've done that, too. <laughs> I think uh what did we uh we went to go see Metallica over the summer and we went to Toronto. So when all was said and done with that, that was probably about eight hundred dollars between yeah, hotel I'm stays cheap. and I'm cheap. I usually don't stay overnight in the place. Like I have literally driven from Dayton to Chicago, watched a show, and driven back that night. And that's well, a six hour drive, so twelve hours round trip. <laughs> That that weekend um, also happened to be my family's uh, uh, like reunion. So we drove from here to Pittsburgh, spent all day at my aunt's house, slept for a couple of hours, got up, drove to Toronto, got there about an hour before the concert started, and then uh, slept and, and drove back. We could both go to work the next day. Oh, that's awesome. So... This has been a great show, guys. We have gone for an hour and 36 minutes. It was awesome. I'm glad everyone had time <laughs> to hang out a little longer. Um, it always happens when we have this many guests. Um, but it's true. You should just start scheduling it that way. I had my eyes open, and you have not talked to me about having children. On the contrary, you have encouraged me so much, and I've taken detailed notes about all the cool things I'm going to do. Just now remember, you don't exist anymore when that happens, except in small pockets. I, I can... 6 a.m. wake up on a Saturday is totally how it happens. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't think I'm going to have a problem with that. I think I'm going to be good. I Write it down, folks. Be... You're yeah. really, you're, well, he's really, really good with Amelia. So I think you'll be fine. Besides, yeah. you have Heather and she's amazing. Oh, and she listens. So that's awesome. Well, I, I happen to be engaged to the most amazing woman on the planet, humble brag. There you go. That's how you do it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, you're ama- You're engaged to the most amazing woman on the planet, and your sister is one of the most amazing women on the planet. So look at that. You get two humble brags. She's got a yellow yes. belt. And, and my mom is the best mom in the world. Uh, she is. That is not a joke. She really is. So today we talked about um, being a nerdy parent. We went into great detail of what that requires, how to still be a nerd while having kids, and to encourage your kids into being a nerd and being their own people at the same time. This has been an off- awesome conversation. This has been Nerd Podcast Radio. I was your host, Super Vegan Brian. I was joined by Hindu Anthony. Goodbye, everyone. Have a nice day. Kersey Smurf Erica. Goodbye. And we were joined by two very special guests. Kelly. Thank you. And thank you. And Mark from Dinosaur Machines Podcast. Thanks for having me. I just subscribed to your YouTube channel, by the way. Hey, what are we up to now? 16? <laughs> yes. Oh, boy. We're yes, building. yes, you are. <laughs> this has been Nerd Podcast Radio. Stay nerdy, stay informed, and stay awesome. Say goodbye, Erica. Anthony, cut him off. Her. Uh... I'm lost now. Thanks for listening to our new show.